Hey, great, great cast. Thanks for coming out. This is great. This is a lot of fun. Uh, we find, make that joke uh, so often, but it's new people, so I can make it again. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Like we can talk about doing it unplugged. Oh can, my god, that's a classic! But they don't. Know. <laughs> they don't know that. Uh, I think that, even they, this, they've been on enough to know that's that true. that's did a this, classic. Did this silence test go better than your usual ones? Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, because Devin's not. No, a lot of times it's Dylan fucking it up, true. but he doesn't have them to like, like escalate his immaturity. <laughs> Every every time that we do my podcast, it's uh like every single time Manton's like, all right, let's get some silence, and he's always impressed by our silence every single time. So because I can only assume that you guys are the you worst. You have a modicum of maturity. Yeah, I mean we don't, and I, I miss Bluster honestly. Like I, I'm glad that I'm sitting next to the love of my life, uh, if, but I also if, miss the love uh, of my life. If Bluster was here, he would give me a lot of grief for um. For a while, I would I would say modicum instead of modicum. Oh, like, I honestly, forgot like, about you that. You thought that that was the actual word. Yeah, it was for oh, a very. It's kind of. It's kind of like. Uh, that happens. What's, I, what's the guy's name that I always fucked up? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey? <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. I ever? Did I ever like fully explain why that? Oh yeah, was? that came up on cast. We we investigated I don't know this if whole I thing. I heard the full explanation. So did basically, I? what happened is I was I was just kind of uh, read, reading something online about Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. and um, I guess when I looked at it, like it, it it looked different than I expected it to be spelled. So as I was looking at it in my head, I was like, "There's no ends in his name." I've been saying I've been saying McConaughey this whole time. That's wrong. That's stupid. It's McConaughey. I was blown away. It was like this revelation. But it was a revelation for the wrong thing. Have you guys seen uh, the pictures of him in the new? I, I don't like Harmony Korine much, but. Yeah, there's a new Harmony Korine movie that he's in. No, no. I don't um, know. I don't know any of the words it, it, I think that are coming the movie, out of your mouth. I, I think the movie's called Beach Bum. I don't. It, and it's like pictures of him with like long. He looks fucking hilarious. Is I, it called I the Beach that. episode? I'm I'm into the the reconnaissance. Like I'm into him. Like reconnaissance. Yeah. I like that. It's it's totally like he he's had a a, a re, like just a complete renovation of his career. You and know like what? He's become an amazing, uh, wonderful guy, uh, and I love him to death. What we need is a reconnaissance. A McConaissance? A McCullisance. Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. He's tried a few times, I feel like, but He was great and saved. That's true. I forgot about that. I love him in that movie. Whoa. Here's, here's, it, a, here's the picture of uh, Matthew McCaughey. Oh, holy shit. Is that Fashion recent? Goals. He looks uh, great. Just check out this one, though. This is, He's got the, that's the, me the some... uh, flaming pants into the flaming mm. shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. the blonde hair. That yeah. look is giving me diamond driving going on. Yeah, he's got the double Fieri going yeah. on. Yeah, the double Fieri. Nice. <laughs> the, that's like a double Ferrari, but... The double what, Ferrari. what is a double Ferrari? Double Ferrari is a band we saw. Remember, it's oh a, for real. It's, it's there bit, is a double Ferrari. It's oh bit shit! Brigade, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Not they video were good. Games. Yeah. Um, they uh, just did. I thought you were just imagining like a Ferrari stacked on top of another Ferrari. <laughs> no, double like, Ferrari. That's cool too. I think good. I prefer Double Fieri. Double yeah. Fieri. I almost feel like we should talk to them and be like, "You guys should change your band yeah, name." Have you too. considered? Uh, have you heard the good news of our Lord and Savior, Guy Fieri? Uh, speaking of our Lord and Savior, welcome to the horrible podcast. Our Lord We'd like and to bring you. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll oh. get to that. Uh, we'd like to bring you face value reviews of horror movies. Uh, tonight we're gonna do the Dylan Birthday Boy episode. Is he our Lord and Savior? Yay! No, oh, hell no. It's me, your host, Manton. Welcome. No. Uh, tonight I am joined not by uh, our usual crew. Unfortunately, uh, due to some circumstances that I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, we have a, dead. a different crew tonight. <laughs> um, I'm going to introduce the one person we normally have, Dylan, the birthday boy. How yeah, you doing, buddy? sorry you guys are stuck with me on my birthday episode. I tried to bow out on this one, too. Apparently everybody you else was doing it. <laughs> you, wait, you tried to get out of doing this one? Yeah, I tried to fucking kill myself, uh, so I wouldn't have to Whoa, do this. Whoa, that is so dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm so edgy, guys. Uh, no, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm 30 years old tomorrow, and uh, oh, I get oh, it. Wow, I big, see. Big three zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, someone else has to deal with that. Megan. Hello. 
Megan, how are you doing? Welcome back to the cast. It's been a while. Yeah. I think. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. There we go. And the cast has been saying. <laughs> I think I think the last episode that you were on was the, the Nick Cage episode. Yeah. Is that right? Oh yes. my god. Is oh this wow. Like, I believe so. Weird. That's so strange because the last episode that Rachel was on, uh, and not by her choice, was the Nick Cage episode, the infamous <laughs> Dragging uh, dragged her kicking and screaming let's, into let's, it. Let's talk about that. So welcome Rachel, aka hey, Pugs Please, hey. as you're known on the internet and discord and all that stuff yeah um what what happened last time what was the deal look i really like nick cage okay um and i was having a time i had just like switched meds and also my joints hurt so i was like this is fine i'll take my anxiety meds and my joints also hurt so i'll take my my like hardcore pain meds my hardcore like you know schedule one controlled narcotic pain meds top it all off with. and then drink half a bottle of wine so I, I don't really see the problem that seems like what you would want to do before watching nicholas cage films but you actually know, I yeah know. i mean like that, that's a good idea you just had a podcast you, you did seem to be enjoying yourself i was having a i great did not time. enjoy editing out all of your ums <laughs> and your um so yeah nicholas cage if you wow. haven't if you haven't listened to that episode don't and bother. you want to <laughs> wow no. if you haven't listened to that episode and you ever wonder what it would sound like if someone <laughs> profess their love to Nicolas Cage like you're like does oh, anyone really love Nicolas Cage that much? It's gonna happen again it's like maybe hap- tonight. I'm, maybe trying, so, I'm gonna yeah. try and restrain myself because I think everything that possibly could have been said was said Listen, when I did that. All, now I don't remember. All the all the things <laughs> that you said, all the things that you said were fine. It was just the speed at which you were saying them that was the problem. I had so much that I had to say. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Listen, so, anyways, her joints were hurting uh, her, and my joints, man. Yeah, joints. like like our our uh, birthday boy said, this is his special episode, and just like last week, we did uh, Bloopster's birthday episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the same kind of thing here. So we each picked. Well, they didn't. We'll get to that. Uh, the Spooky Boys picked episodes, or I'm sorry, picked movies for Dylan to watch. Um, I picked, uh, I forgot, no, Mom, no. Mom and Dad. Yeah, we uh, just watched it. Yeah, dude. we did just watch it. <laughs> that was your pick? Um, yeah. Yep, that was my pick. Blutster picked People Under the Stairs, and Devin picked Coherence. Yep. So those are our three films. Uh, so yeah, Blutster is stuck in St. Louis right now. He's stuck in Jimmy's filth hole. He he went there, for, I guess, for his birthday. It was like a fun, supposed to be a fun. I don't know why. Uh, why he he would go to St. Louis uh, when he's got uh, everything they, that he needs here? Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, their car broke down, and of course today was Memorial Day, so no one was open to fix it. So who knows? He might be stranded there forever. Good riddance uh, but, to bad rubbish is what but I we, say. We've, we've got some some even so, better. Do you think I can in, have his house? In, in, in memorial of Blooster. We'll uh, never see him again. Rest yeah. in piss, buddy. <laughs> rest in piss. Um, uh, and Devin's just, uh, you know, it's Devin. Yeah, Devin is probably not going to be me. on for a while. It. He's he's got a lot of stuff going on this summer. He's going uh, to Japan for a while. Hope we can get him on for one there. We're, we're like going to try and time. figure out some stuff to do. We'll think last of time fun I, stuff. Well, if I recall, last time you guys tried to do that, it was an ordeal. I mean, it's it's tough. The the like syncing everything up from time zones is tough. But. Yeah, because we have we have Skype to deal with and time zones. But he to did deal bring with back and... some really cool stuff from Japan. Oh yeah, he always does. I mean, yeah. the, this room <gasps> I is. I'm looking at this stuff right now. Like 
like wish list of all the events that are launching over there while he's going to be there. Mm, now, see, now I don't have to use my Japan proxy sites. He can be my Japan. No proxy. one knows what, the, what the fuck, fuck you're, you're talking about. about but hey, that's okay. welcome to the Shonen Eye podcast, which is mine. Yeah, that is a podcast that you do. Um, I had I had something to say and then I lost. God what damn it, was. Rachel! God damn oh, it! Shit. You're she's, on probation. I'm sorry. You're, I can't on, you're help back it. on probation. All right. See you guys. Bye. No, yeah. If you uh, if you go on to our Instagram, which you should, uh, you'll probably see there's a lot of pictures of the studio. We've got a lot. Of that stuff that Devin has brought us, and it's all pretty badass. All the, the, Do you guys actually use your Instagram? Uh, uh, I don't. I, yeah, I try to post on it sometimes, but it's it's kind of tough. Uh, yeah, but, you certainly don't post on your own. Uh, something that you could do though is go on our Discord. You should do that. Horriblepodcast.com. You can find out how to get on there. You should also go on Patreon uh, and give us all your money because that lets us do the podcast. And you know, when Megan walked into the studio, she was like, "Wow, this looks great." You know, it looks way better than it did. Mm-hmm, That's thanks mm-hmm, to all of mm-hmm. you uh, listeners we out there. So. We renovated our whole. Thank you. It looks legit. We yeah, uh, and that. That whole, that whole, that is, this, whole this boy's some. hole was, it was rough. <laughs> I'm, I personally am very, the studio is located in my basement. Your hole. Uh, it's in my hole <laughs> specifically. Mm-hmm. And I'm really thankful that you guys, well, I say you guys, but I also am a, I am a patron as I think well. Megan is too, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. we both are. Um, because, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm, th- I'm thankful because uh, otherwise I think Mantron probably would have funneled out our house money, like the money that we use for our own home. Uh, well, this is our home. You gotta stop fucking subtweeting him this whole episode. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm subtweeting Mantron. Uh, He's sitting right next to you. I know. No, I really appreciate it because uh, it means that I didn't have to pay for the studio setup. I didn't have to pay for a fucking look at this. I don't even live here. Yep, there you go. You could. You, you listeners paid for it. Um, so anyways, we're going to talk about these movies. Uh, let's Proofies, go ahead. if you will. <laughs> no, I, I will Can not. Can we talk Sorry, about that? Here. No, we, we already have. You already we, 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 no, they, everyone great. knows the Fruvies. That is a... Uh... Wait, do I know? <laughs> no, you don't listen to us. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, here's a quick recap. We don't, we don't need to talk about Fruvies. Okay, okay. Even... I'll tell you oh, about it later. No, I... T- I'm sorry. I take it back. I know what you're talking about. Continue. Yeah, but if you join the Discord, uh, you can hear all sorts of... I'm in there a lot, chatting away. Uh, it's good peeps. Uh, you know, uh, Icy Jones, uh, who uh, was, it was his event, the Fruvies came out. Oh my at. God, everyone knows this. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, is this a we are not. We talked about this we last episode. About, we gotta, about we gotta fruvies. get to the fucking I'm movies. Fru- I'm not talking about Fruvies. I'm just saying that uh, he and I talk about drag race in there. So if you're into that, you know, there's also, there's <laughs> oh movies, God. there's horror discussion, and otherwise, I'm saying the Discord's Rachel. a great place to be. It is a great place to be, but we do have to talk <laughs> I'm about- I'm sorry, I'm just trying to- get to Nick Cage. I'm we trying gotta, to hype up your, your, your brand. We haven't- They're already listening. Listen to the fucking podcast. Hype, hype it up on uh, <laughs> All right, uh, Twitter or something. All right, fuck you guys. All right, we're going to talk about some movies now. We're going to talk about People Under the Stairs first. Yeah. This was given to us by the Lootster, who is not here, so I'm going to have to request that one of you tell us about it. Megan, why don't you tell us about- People under the stairs. People under the stairs. All right. I watched this one t- this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about a young boy who is living in a rundown apartment complex. Um, his mother is sick. His sister's got kids trying to support the whole family. And he finds out one night that they have to move out. They have to be back. They're being evicted. They have to be out of the apartment by midnight the next night. And then they start talking about how horrible these landlord landlords are. Then this is a way too in depth explanation. It's a, it's a classic Manton. Yeah, yeah, this is, I'm, yeah. Very much like I'm very sorry. Um, long story short, him and a couple of the young boy and a couple other guys 
try to go to the landlord's big, rich, mysterious home because they have found some map or heard rumors that there's this treasure in the basement. There's gold there, and they're basically trying to rob them. They get into the house, and wouldn't you know it, they cannot get out. And creepy things start happening. You find out just how fucked up these landlords are. That's pretty yep, much it. That's yeah. about it. So this there is are a... people under the stairs at some point in this. Yeah. Whoa, spoilers. spoilers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dylan has, has ruined the entire experience for if you choose to watch this. But uh, this is from Wes Craven. This is, I think, 93. 91. 91. Yeah. We, we noticed because our uh, like two landlords in this uh, are a, you know, mother oh, dad yeah. combo or something that uh, is two people from Twin Peaks, uh, Big Ed and Nadine. Yeah, yeah, uh, that is so weird. Peaks, yeah, yeah. yeah, playing another uh, couple here. This one way more unhinged than uh, they ever get. In, in they're that a show. little weird in Twin Peaks, but in this they are absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, to this the point is, that we have Big Ed running around in like a gimp, gimp suit, suit, yeah, uh, with, a, with shotgun. a shotgun. Yes, the Which first was, time he showed up in that whole oh boy, I yeah, was I, really yeah. thankful because yeah. you know all the time I have been looking for content. That was curated for my specific fetish, which is Big Ed in a which gimp is suit. Big Ed in a gimp suit and <laughs> shooting guns. It was a hero all along. I've been trying to I've been trying to curate that myself, but he won't return my calls. Well, the the issue that uh or is is really strange about this movie is that it's I don't know who this is made for. Like this right. is a, this is a really odd Wes Craven uh, almost passion project. It feels like this feels like something yeah. he really wanted to say, really wanted to do. But it is so weird, even for a, a Wes Craven movie like. The tone is a lot different from any of his other stuff. It is it's got the whole um kind of like borderline comedy uh fairy tale sort of vibe that he does yeah. really well. Yeah. But yeah. it takes it in a weird, weird direction. Well, that's the thing. When uh I was asking Mantron about these movies, you know, because he's always like, Oh, do you want to watch this movie? If not, then I'll watch it's it on a, my it's own. It's a good thing you did this time. Yeah, it is a good thing. I didn't <laughs> Everyone, know I was gonna be on until today. Well, we lost our other host. We lost everyone else, <laughs> and so I'm I'm like the last pick on the oh, team, yeah. and oh, here yeah. I am. Uh so he was like, oh, well, it's a Wes Craven movie. And I was like, oh, because I don't really like um, horror. Not that Wes Craven does horror comedies, but, you know, that's sort of like. He does. I mean, well, he, he's, he's like sort of Scream, Scream and, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain. Borderline comedies. They're, they're borderline. And that's just not really my thing when it comes to horror movies. And so I was like, eh. but I watched this and I was like, this is a this is very tonally different. So, I mean, I liked it more than my I, average Wes Craven movie. But I was also the whole time like. But I, I was very confused by the tone for sure. It it starts out with uh kind of like a, like the background of the the kid and uh, his family there, and it is a very like almost serious like uh, after school special sort of thing. Like it yeah. has this vibe of like uh, other than the fact that they're trying to rob a house, like hey you know there's class warfare going on here. There's yeah like uh there's some significant differences between the haves and have nots. Yeah, uh, and then they go and just have like adult home alone. So one of the things that I liked early on uh, was that we have Ving Rhames playing a very different role than the ones that he mm. usually gets cast into. Ving Rhames is, uh, I forget his name, but he's the older dude uh, that kind of goes on this he 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 kind Leroy of Leroy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He kind of masterminds oh, this Leroy, whole plot. His older sister's friend. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. this is basically he plays a character that kind of lives in the same building as them and he's presenting this idea to them. He's saying like, you know, the landlord has all this money. The landlord's fucking us over. I know where he lives like we should totally go and rob him. Yeah. And you know, he's kind of a shady guy. He's got his friend, but he also wants to get uh our our young boy. What's what's his name? Fool. Fool, that's yeah. right. He's yeah. named Good after the name. tarot card. Yeah. I, I do really yeah. like how he he gets that name. So he he kind of gathers Fool up and he use Trump wants to like use him. He wants to exploit him and he wants like, to oh. exploit that boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, uh it's cool it's to see exploit. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Ving, Ving Rhames, like, in a role like this is so unusual because he's typically, you know, like, in uh, the remake of uh, Day of the, or Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, I forget he's in that. He's always this, like, sort of, like, overly gruff. quiet, gruff. Yeah. He's, like, the policeman in that. And this, he really shines, I thought. Yeah, I really like him in this. And I, actually, I really like the kid who plays Fool, too. Oh, he's great. He's yeah. so good. And I think you said you looked it up later that he never really did Ever a since, lot of acting. Like the he last, was in the Sandlot. Yeah, the last major things he did were the Sandlot and a couple episodes of Moesha, and then he disappeared for a while and did some stuff. But it's strange to me that this kid didn't become, you know, bigger, like, better known. He's it's, very good It, it is strange because we've seen a lot of, like, very good movies that have much worse kids oh, in them. God. Yeah. And, it, and it is kind of one of those things that when it starts up, you're like, oh, this is like a movie where the kid is the main character. It's always know. a risk. We've yeah. always mentioned it. Like you're you're really pinning your hopes to to a kid. You you better make sure that that fucking kid is a good actor. Well, he came off as really mature for his mm-hmm. age too. like a, a lot. A lot of his comedic timing and a lot of the things he said were things that would go over a kid's head. But he seemed like he knew exactly what he was yeah. saying. Yeah. I, I thought his writing, the writing for him was really good, too. Yeah. There's, a, there's a good moment where he goes up and he's in his little like Boy Scout thing. And he's like, hey, miss, uh, do you want to buy? He's supposed to be like kind of scouting out their house, seeing if there's security, whatever. He's like, you want to buy some cookies? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, I don't want to be a bother, but. So is cerebral palsy. <laughs> like he's trying to yeah, like he gets the do a charity the thing. Of that, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's really good, and and it needs to be because eventually most of our story focuses on him kind of getting stuck in this house, trying to get out, and trying to potentially even rescue uh, somebody else who's in that house. Uh, we haven't even really talked about uh, Big Ed and Nadine. I don't. They don't actually have names in this, so I'm just going to keep calling them that. Uh, but they are fucking unhinged. Uh, they're. Presented as kind of like almost a weirdly like religious cloister yeah, yeah. sort of Ma- mom and dad out of control and just like another movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They call themselves mommy and daddy. They might not <laughs> actually be that though. Uh, well, he we calls himself out. leather daddy when he puts on his suit, and he does. He has a gimp suit, and he's uh, running around the and house. Then, and then, and that's one of those things that you know I want to kind of go back to the tone of it and say that I really like the tone of it too. because it's like because he likes gimp suits. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was. I, I was like, dude, that's me. I could see myself. Like, right I like the Same, tone of this. It arouses me. It, it did arouse me, but uh, it was cool to like. Up until that point, there was nothing that quite that absurd. Right. And it's like, you know, he's they're trying to escape him, uh, uh, the dad, daddy, who's running around trying to kill them. And then all of a sudden, this person shows up in the suit and you're like, oh, that's daddy. And it's these, these daddy. people really are insane. Yeah. Uh, they they call them unhinged for a while. And, and goddamn, do they sell it? Like, uh, I really haven't seen Big Ed and Nadine in much else other than this movie and Twin Peaks. But uh, they're really good. Like they they play the kind of cartoonishly unhinged. Uh, thing really well uh, but they're they're also given a lot of heavy lifting because a lot of this movie is them running around a house trying to terrorize people uh, you know what this movie really reminded me of is the newest resident evil game oh yeah like just running oh, through this house yeah. with this insane guy with a shotgun just yeah. coming out like just blowing holes in the walls yeah. and weird creepy things in the basement like it's, it felt it's almost it was like, like a, a comedic version of yeah. resident evil it's, it's like comedic texas chainsaw it's like bit. this weird <laughs> family yeah and they've got you know the we the weirdos living in the basement mm. yeah yeah so about the the people living in the basement uh once we get down there there are people under the stairs i mean it's not really a big spoiler like that's part of this movie uh I'm not a huge fan of of the the direction that this takes. Yeah, uh, nor am I. It, me and either. I can't pinpoint why though. Like I like a lot of this movie, but this doesn't work for me in I, some way. I think that the there's an issue with those the people under the stairs because you have the uh the boy that kind of he's one of the people under the stairs, but he kind of lives Roach. in the walls. He's kind of yeah. the boy in the walls. That's what I was gonna say. I think yeah. part <laughs> of your bias against this is the fact that you guys have 
an Another, ungodly uh, skill at picking boys in the, boy in the wall movies. movies. <laughs> I mean, they they should they just, just stop making them. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think he makes sense, and and it's kind of cool because you know he's he says some things about you know how he ended up there and what these parents do when they take people and kids um, and 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 hang on to them. But we see the people under the stairs, and they're kind of just like zombies. Yeah, almost. it's bizarre. I don't I was not crazy about I mean, if we're following realistically, like how these people got down there, I don't understand why they look like actual zombies. That's like what the main, I was asking. Yeah. The main like guy that you kind they kind of zoom in quite a bit towards the end. He has like his eyes are just fully. He looks black. like an extra from Thriller. And I'm like, why? Why is he a literal monster? I would yeah, understand I, them being pale and frail yeah, and yeah, creepy yeah, yeah. and all yeah. raggedy. It's, it's but more we, that, yeah. that they seem to have like lost their intelligence. And I, yeah. I, I get they go crazy, whatever. I don't know. I mean, that it's, itself is kind of a nitpick. But I do think yeah. that this has for sure some like structural or pacing problems. Like, yeah. Um, this movie has way too many like false endings. Yeah, I guess. yeah it felt so long. It's like a Return we of the King. That. There was a point where I thought the movie was closing up. And oh, yeah. there was yeah. another third yeah. of the movie that occurred after it. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. And once it and once it does, I'm OK with it. And I'm, yeah. I'm OK with what we got. But that feeling that you get of when a movie is wrapping up, that should kind of be your ending. It, it builds mm. builds several yeah. climaxes like it, it's not our fault for feeling that it's about to end like the movie yeah. is treating and, it. That and way. sometimes I think that you can do that yeah. and you can like subvert that ending expectation but I think that this doesn't really do that but to me. It feels no like a purpose for it. I don't feel like. Yeah, it, it to me it feels like this was like some adaptation of like a, a book or something. Weirdly, it's not. Yeah. This is just like yeah. a West Craven brainchild. Well, yeah. and another thing, it feels there's a lot of time spent just like running around, like chasing people. But oh, <laughs> well, Lord talk about God. the the horror mm. podcast. There is a spider. Thank you for saving uh, Dylan, Megan. I, he I almost died that. on this the day of his birth. Oh, God, thank you. I just looked over and I was like, I thought that, like, Dylan's butt had just exploded. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, made the, he made his face like he's got diarrhea. Oh, I'm or, gonna, I don't know. We're going to leave the corpse oh, no, right here fucking don't. on the table. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely afraid of spiders and Megan, God love it's her. Dead. One of the reasons I'm going to marry her is because she'll kill the spiders for me. I'm yeah, really, really yeah. scared of spiders, too. And then I started dating Dylan and I was like, oh, if I don't kill that's, him, no one that's, will. That's the same with me and we Thank had a you. giant spider over our bed once and like I captured it and took it outside and he was like, how did you do that? I was like, because if I didn't, then no one would have. I don't know. You guys are way stronger than us. Thank you. Yeah, we, thank we're weak you. boys. We it's are true. weak boys. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, no, literally, I just thought I, I, the, the face that Dylan made, it was, I thought it was that the, he had just like shit my, Very close to my doo-doo face. <laughs> yeah, it was very close. Anyway, a lot of this movie is spent like just running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of just running like... You could just put like Benny Hill music behind. It, like, you really could actually. <laughs> like a third of this movie, and I was like, "All right, we get it. They're running around. That's enough of that." And so I feel like that. I think the part of it. Time a lot too. One of the things that I love in movies is when like we really understand the space. Like uh, when when a house is very well known to us. And in a lot of ways, it did kind of remind me of like Resident Evil Seven in that way. That like yeah. you're running around the same areas over and over and learning more about them. Yeah. The difference there is that you're not learning more about them. We see all of the spaces by about a third through the movie and just keep coming back to them. And I think that's a big issue. We got such a big house here. I wanted there to be more like. I don't know secret crannies or nooks or things that we could learn about it. Cool, like traps and shit. They yeah, could set. there's some of that. There's just not but a lot of not that. Not a lot of it. It's just like, oh, I opened this door and ran through it. 
Yep. All right, now, like now get, I'm back in the room and I ran through the door again. The, the stairs that switch into a slide, they use over and over I and love over. It. I love it the first time. That was it, cool. And I really like all the stuff they do with the dog where he's like sliding around yes. and all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. It's, but. it's a strange case because like all of the pieces of this movie I really like a lot. And like I still had a fun time with it. But there yeah. are there are some structural issues here that well, just make this. this movie doesn't need to be a, an hour it's and 43 minutes. Content. Yeah. I will say one like after the first fake out ending and then there's another thing third of the movie left that last third of the movie i loved mm-hmm. because it gets bananas it's really at cool. that point yeah. so i wish that they had cut a chunk from the middle i agree the less crazy stuff like escalate to that point sooner and you know cut 20 minutes off the movie i would have liked it a lot better yeah, yeah totally yep i agree i guess we'll just go ahead and wrap this one up dylan why don't you uh Birthday boy. Yeah. Uh, I know that the reason that Bluster got this for me was solely uh, according to Manton, just because he was looking <laughs> this, this, up. Okay. This is my theory because yeah. I, I went to, I went to go look for, for something for Dylan and I was like, out of curiosity, I typed like dad horror <laughs> and like, Thanks, and then this, you know this is the me. first thing that came up and I almost gave this to you. But I went with uh, mom and dad instead. I'm, I'm but, actually, I'm, but when I saw that Brandon did this, I was like, I guarantee he did exactly the same thing. I know that's why me. he did, but I actually appreciate it too because this is a movie that I'd seen like in, I think, college when there was Chiller, I think was the yeah, name of that like yeah, yeah, yeah. cable channel that just played a bunch of horror movies. I used to watch that all the time in college because I did, had fucking nothing to do because, God, I miss college. Uh, but in this, they, they were playing like a TV cut version of this. And I remember seeing it and being like, this movie's weird as fuck. I kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, and so I was really excited to revisit it. And I basically have come to the same conclusion it's weird as fuck and i kind of like it uh it does overstay its welcome it does have some significant pacing issues uh but what you've got here is a movie unlike really anything else yeah that wes craven's yeah. done or that anybody else has done yeah. uh, either it's almost got a like home alone uh, meets fairy tale vibe to it but it's also yeah. got some gore and weird shit happening too yeah it's pretty recommendable uh other than the the pacing uh issues it's a pretty fun time so i gotta give it a light gem uh this is this is pretty cool beautiful i love it rachel what do you think about people under the stairs uh i think that i have a for me and i don't know how megan's gonna be but you know you guys watch so many movies that like if something's not terrible i feel like you guys you know you guys are a lot more forgiving for me unless (laughs) i you know unless i would watch it again i can't recommend it and this we're grading on a curve at this point yeah, yeah 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 for me it's like I would never tell someone to watch this movie. I wouldn't be like, if someone was like, yeah, we're watching this, I'd probably be like, all right, that's fine, I guess. But I would never recommend it to someone. But not even for your Big Ed Leather Daddy fix? I mean, if you have a specific fetish for Big Ed from Twin Peaks in a gimp suit, YouTube those parts oh, and man. don't watch the, the movie. Yeah, YouTube Just Google clip. search Big Ed Leather Daddy. <laughs> yeah, see, see, where that kind of, see, see how that takes you. <laughs> Um, don't don't Google search Mr. Ed Leather Daddy. That's a yes, whole different please. thing. There's a, there's a watch list for that. <laughs> Nay, I say. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a stinker because I mean it's a movie. That's and that's it yeah. overstays its welcome and it's a movie. I I actually <laughs> did type Big Ed Leather Daddy into Google oh, yeah, right now. People under the stairs. A review oh. for people under the stairs. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, Leather Daddy really really free gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please type really, in? Will, really you type in? Will you type in Mr. Ed Leather Daddy? Fuck no. Okay, I'm gonna give my review. Uh, people under the stairs. I had a, a similar experience to Dylan where I watched this. When I was a good bit younger, I think uh, probably like 21 or so, and I remember kind of enjoying it, uh, but but I wasn't really sure how I'd feel about it going into it this time. Um, this was a, a pleasant surprise. I actually really enjoyed this one. It is definitely 
weird, but to me, it, it, it's in kind of a good way. And I, it makes me a little sad that there aren't more movies like this because it, it has this really bizarre tone where it has that sort of, you know, it, it has its moments of seriousness and in a way like kind of actual scares. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has that West Craven touch, you know, that it has some dark humor and it has uh, some actually really good humor, especially uh, from Fool. And it's just an interesting tale about this, like almost like Robin Hood sort of thing of, of young fool going in and, and taking the money from these rich, shitty landlords to the point that the end is a literal explosions of money. Um, it feels like the Goonies at the end. Really yeah, does, yeah. yeah. Uh, that all being said, like there are definitely some pacing problems. I think it gets kind of dull in the middle. And uh, I, w- I would love if this was just, you know, 12 minutes shorter bring it to that hour and a yeah. half mark uh but yeah for me it's a gem i I, w- I would recommend this to pretty much anybody interested in in horror at all so yeah check it out megan what do you think um yeah i watched this uh this afternoon when i found out that i was gonna be on the <laughs> cast and um for just watching something in the middle of a day where i had jack shit to do yeah it you know i was not upset w- with the time spent on it um it does overstay its welcome a bit, but the main thing that I really, really enjoyed were the were the performances from um, the couple from Twin yeah, Peaks. They're they, really good. Yeah, they're good. The, the longer the movie goes on, the weirder they get, and it's just such a delight. They get so <laughs> weird and so <laughs> yeah. good that yeah. just really good performances. And the main kid is really, really great too. I'm shocked that I haven't really seen him in much as I can't like I looked him up on IMDb immediately because I was like surely he's someone really famous now yeah. um but yeah it, it's nothing fantastic but it's uh it was just weird enough that it held my attention the whole time so I'll give it a light gem all right so that is three gems and was yours a stinker Ray no yep. oh, oh sorry you were Rip. looking dead at me when you said that and it confused me. I, I'm just trying to look straight and you're just ahead you're just in just front of me staring okay. into my eyes it's fine no, I'm going to stare into your ass instead. Uh, so, nice. yeah. He's going to stare into your third eye. <laughs> <laughs> My brown eye. There's been a lot of talk of your b-hole today. <laughs> hey, that's the usual. Um, dirty 30. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. It's that's, always been dirty. Uh, yeah, true. nothing. 29 either. years of dirt, it's not getting better. Oh, tomorrow it's going to be dirty? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. it's been, been dirty forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about our next film, which was Coherence. This was given to Dylan uh, by Devin, mm-hmm. who is not here to tell us why... Who knows why? Um, Another dinner party movie. This is a tough one because I don't know. I don't know who to give this synopsis to. This is going to be hard to explain. It is going to be hard to explain. That's why I'm going to give it to you, Dylan. Okay. okay. You explain your Um, own damn movie. Sure. Uh, Coherence uh, is a movie featuring a dinner party, uh, just like uh, Devin's gift to me last year, The Invitation. Um, I don't know if he just. I just don't know if he assumes that that I love. That must have been two years ago. Yeah, I feel like it was a long time ago that I watched it. Regardless, he's given me two dinner party movies, and I wonder if he thinks that I like dinner parties, which I don't. (laughs) he, He gave you the other one, didn't he? The other there's there's one that has uh the weird guy that oh has my god dinner guest. perfect yes no that was a patreon pick oh, oh that's yeah. right we okay. watch a lot of dinner party we could We're have done a dinner, dinner party, party fans yeah. okay dinner uh, parties in the walls i yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> we have seen a dinner party in the wall we have it was in uh god i don't know the boy no it was another Spoiler one that was like the there was like it there was a there's but there was someone in the wall and he had like a, a whole party. setup and he had like a dinner table and is that the one where he this. had like he had like made the fake of the girl 
Yes, what was that? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Well, Maybe we didn't even watch it. For, I'm sorry. Weird. Okay. I, you go just, on. this is a hard one, so I'm going to let you. Yeah, finish. Coherence uh, involves uh, a girl named M uh, or a lady named M who comes to a dinner party with her friends in LA. It's, I assume, uh, they mentioned a couple times. Yeah, they also. They, they are very LA like, people. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's a dinner party full of some kind of semi insufferable people who are sitting around a table <laughs> sniping at each other for a bit. Yeah. Uh, but on this night, uh, there's also a comet passing overhead, and that comet is throwing some things out of whack. Their phone screens uh, are cracked. None of them are getting real big signals uh, and things start getting escalating to get weirder and weirder uh, as they start to be visited and visit another house on the block after their uh, power goes out. And that house shares a lot of similarities with their own. Uh, and I can't really say much more without getting into some significant yeah, this, spoilers. This is kind of tough. A, I don't know how that's about else all I can to, say. I think that's a vague enough. Yeah, that's a good place to stop talking yeah. about it all yeah, right so we're, all right we're go ahead and review it yep. reviews <laughs> uh yeah okay so coherence uh one of the first things that you'll you'll probably notice is this is like a very low budget film mm -hmm. i think rachel looked it up and it has a shockingly low budget it's like fifty thousand dollars wow that's really low um, which is insane to the point that i think they must have already had uh some stuff or i i don't know it's, it's so possible low. The, the writer and director of this is the guy who wrote rango uh which is actually i really love that movie oh, um, okay and never he's saw done it, some but... other stuff too he's mostly a screenwriter i think this is one of his only directorial credits yeah uh, and honestly um despite the fact that you can tell the equipment is low end the cinematography and the way that it's shot is not yeah. i was surprised is... by how much i liked this yeah when it first started i was a little distracted by the the quality of it like yeah. i was like oh this is really low budget i don't know how i feel about this but within 10 minutes you don't notice yeah. it anymore no and i think that that's thanks to the fact that again like it is shot like a professional you yeah. know it, it doesn't feel like a it's like still a very shaky and there's some like yeah. kind of nauseating camera work but yeah. like megan mentioned when we were watching it, she's like i feel like i'm at this dinner party and right. i think that's yeah. what this does best is that yeah. like that kind of gorilla style of it does make you yep. feel like you are a guest there and uh on on that note like the i think that the writing is actually it's really great. good yeah this is um, a really good script dylan said you know these are kind of insufferable people and in a way they are but honestly they seem I like them pretty too. pretty yeah. feels like genuine like conversations that are actually happening yeah. a lot yeah. of times you see like dinner party movies or any sort of thing where there's like a get together of they're people mm -hmm. and they're very like so you know like oh you you know they're, they're, it feels just, false this one doesn't I, I looked into it too a lot of this was improvised like a, a very large portion of this movie was I improvised. made it feel very that. real yeah. and it does like the acting in general is very good across mm -hmm. the board which helps because they're all improvising their lines you can kind of tell but you also can't tell because it feels like you were at a dinner party well, and this yeah. whole with people movie just na is, naturally saying stuff is about the characters yeah. like that's, yeah. that's what you get for this movie is the characters. So it's like if that was a problem, if believing yeah. that these were real people was a problem, you're not this movie would not be successful. Yeah, totally. I, I felt right at home when one of our characters walks in and he goes, my wife. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think like, I noticed that. I was I like, oh, OK, great. I, I, can, I can get along out. with these people. <laughs> I don't know. There were, there were parts that I was in this. And I was like, oh, my God, all these people are talking, everything they're saying, all of their voices. I was like, I hate every single I mean, one of these And again, that's people. like being at but it was like, like, a dinner party. Especially like me, like I have really hard time like at parties, even with like our close friends. Like there's a lot of people or a lot of people are talking or whatever. I'm just like, oh, my God, get me out of the situation. And so, I mean, if I, I felt like I was Which is why I kind of I dig those types of movies. And Devin, maybe, maybe he pinned me right. Like I, I like these dinner party movies a lot because of that, like 
I don't know that social tension like there's yeah. a different yeah. kind of horror where you're just like god this is yep. this is unnerving like you guys are, are saying the wrong things at the wrong times to people like yeah. that that social horror really gets to me movies like mother have tried and failed fucking miserably <laughs> oh, god. This, uh, oh, but this fuck. one this one does a much better job of that Whew, yeah um and on the note of horror i think that we also not only do we get the social horror that we don't see a lot we also get this like existential, existential horror, horror yeah that yeah. i that i'm a big fan of if you've ever seen uh there's a great great indie film called primer that yeah. i think you've seen it's been a long time um, yeah. that that is to me is like one of the kings of of uh going outside of your budgetary and uh yeah, logistical constraints masterful yeah. it's like a sci-fi movie that explores a lot of crazy it's a things time travel like movie with that. like no budget yes yeah. it's it's excellent but this is very similar yeah. in a lot of ways and it does it does give you those moments of like you you're you like start to think about your own existence and you start to question uh how you would act in these situations yeah. and you start to see them sort of do things that you might do and then there's lots of little twists and turns to the whole time i don't know about you guys but the whole time we were sitting there and just like kind of theorizing what's going out, yeah. on yeah mm-hmm. like my head hurt when i was watching this movie and like not in a bad way a lot of times i'm watching movies like what the fuck is going on <laughs> we're, we're not trying to work out what happened behind this the scenes time, we're trying to work out what the movie time, wants I was us going, to work what out what the fuck is going on and that's exactly it, what it needed that's to do. what it yeah. needed to do and i love movies like that that really just like fuck with your head mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of movies that i've seen where i'm just like I I am I I don't know where this is going. I couldn't possibly, you know, where I'm trying to work things out in my head, and, I, and that's I often, something I love. I don't like that quantum fuckiness sometimes that other movies do, where they're yeah. trying to like like give you a mind twist or you know bend you up or something like that. This one I like a lot because the way that it reveals the information you have as much as the characters, and right. you are trying to figure it yep. out simultaneously with them. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if the screenwriter is trying to tell you, "Oh, look how fucking smart I am! I set up this puzzle. <laughs> Can't you solve it?" And this one felt like it was just like. Here's some information. Maybe there's a puzzle behind it. It's not like when you uh, it's it's not like, you know, when you you see at the the end of a movie and it's like, look back at all these things. It's, it not, was it's, not, like, it's not like I've in my head as I was saying this, like the saw music started playing. They're like, <laughs> dun, 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 where it's like, look at all these 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 clues, clues that I you left missed for you. And you missed you, it. You, you would never know never that know. there were clues. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not. Th- this it's is not, not like that, that for sure. I liked a running theme through the movie that comes up for the like, well, at least was brought to my attention through just a conversation that started before things got weird, but just people talking, a couple of the characters were talking about um, decisions that Mm -hmm. they had made or were trying to make. One character in particular was telling this story about how she, she's currently having trouble making a decision. And she was talking about how in her past she had spent so long trying to decide on something that, her opportunity passed her by and it changed the course of her entire life Mm -hmm. in a negative Mm -hmm. way. And it was such an interesting story because that is one thing that really stresses me out in life is Mm -hmm. making decisions that like, what if I had made this decision differently? How would my life be different? How would interactions be different? And I think that's one of the main themes in this movie that they Mm -hmm. they hit on several times in such a great way. Very subtly, (laughs) not like. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rachel does that all the time with our dog. She's like, how did we end up with this dog? We, what if we didn't have this we do dog? And I had that conversation yeah. today. We were, <laughs> we talk frequently about how in love with our cat we are. And I, w- and I today was like, and it was we an were accident so that close we got her, yeah. to not ever meeting her. Cause we were looking for a dog at the shelter 
and we were getting ready to leave and I was like, let's just go pet the cats before we leave. Oh, man. And then we found the best cat in the world. She just put her little paw on our paws and we were like, God damn it, it we're taking destiny. you home. That's, that's how it was with Audrey. We yeah. just, and it's those little things that everybody thinks about. Like this yeah. this does a mind fucky thing, but it does it with very familiar concepts. Like it's it's not trying to tell you like, oh, what if like fucking quarks got into you or something like that? It's, yeah. it's just average things that could happen. And it is. I I found this movie fucking scary as hell. And there's yeah. not a not a lick of and, blood and in it. A super fun. I don't know if yeah. you guys thought that, yeah. but I thought it like was. this movie mo- like moves so quick that you're just having fun. Yeah. yeah. Something else I appreciated about it is like if you're at all into sort of like mysteries and you know all those shows about mysteries and podcasts like. Um, it was really interesting because I was listening to a podcast just a few days ago or a few days before I watched this uh, called Thinking Sideways. It's a great podcast about mysteries. Check it out. But they were talking about the Tunguska event. Yeah. And they, when they she here, she yeah. started to bring up this event that happened, I was like, I, I paused the movie. I was like, there, it's the Tunguska event. And I explained the entire thing to Rachel. And then she just explained it in the movie. And yeah. I was like, oh, OK, I, well, we, we almost did the same thing. Yeah, too. I <laughs> was like, I didn't know what this thing was. And now I definitely. But yeah, it's, it's a real event. It. And it, it's cool that they mention these things because it's like those are the mysteries that are interesting and like uh, fun to think about i don't necessarily need to hear all the stuff about the science behind yeah, I what like may or may not there's a lot here that's not explained. The, sci- the science is the absolute that, bullshit i'm right. sure but it doesn't matter because yeah. the the things that are happening the things that are happening to these people are it, things that are believable it doesn't in the make it look foolish by trying to explain a whole bunch it's not trying to sell it, say what all the science is there are some scenes there where they kind of do, and those are actually my least favorite parts of the movie. Is where like where they're talking about, let's look in this book the, that my brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not crazy about those moments, but what really works is the unknown. When like you know, it's just something basic that happens. Like there's a, a an event that just feels slightly off, or a character who's acting slightly off, and you're yeah. like, oh fuck, what is wrong here? Like yeah. something's wrong, yeah. and I got to get to the bottom of it. It's yeah. it's the the very basic stuff that works it's, super well. It's interesting because even when like the characters aren't questioning things, uh, you yourself start questioning. Like wait a second, like you're you're as things start to be revealed suddenly now you're looking at yeah. all these characters differently and everything you thought that you knew you're like wait a second hold on when i thought this before was it actually this mm-hmm. and it's it's really interesting the way it plays with you i i love the uh how wonderfully paced the escalation yeah. of yeah. fear is in this movie like in the beginning of the movie when it first starts out i mean we already touched on this but the thing that was kind of making me uncomfortable and making me feel off was just the social the tension of like yeah. this group of friends that they they're hanging out for the first time in a long time and they obviously have some past drama between them mm-hmm. somebody slept with somebody yada yada but then at one point they all lose cell phone service and i said to dylan it is so stupid but that is very scary to me being yeah. at a party where suddenly no one's phone works anymore. That is a very real. Yeah, you can't check your phone. Like I don't know if that's a millennial thing, but that is very scary to me. Like think, that just makes. I think makes a lot it, about like people like being like, oh, I'm gonna take a road trip and just like have a map and travel out in the <laughs> middle of the west and be like, well, I hope I don't get lost. I'm and gonna die. get murdered. You it's, know, yeah. like it's, it's just crazy. that feeling of being that they were suddenly so cut off from the world. It yeah. made it made it feel like oh something big might be happening and they don't realize it and they just keep adding layers of things like that until shit really does start getting 
fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it really does. Like the pacing in this movie is pretty marvelous. Like it. Yeah. It, I am not crazy about the very end of this movie. I, I was going to yeah. talk about that. Some yeah. of its pacing. We'll talk about that for a bit. But up until that point, I think like this thing just fucking clips along, and it's always like another mystery that even if you think you've solved it, and even if you have, it doesn't matter because there's always another layer added on very quickly. After yeah, that. I, I think that uh, it never loses you. No, it doesn't. And I think that the only real problem that I have with this is that I kind of towards the end started wondering, okay, like I, I've kind of solved the mystery here, mm. but so what is going to happen? And like, what right. are we going to do? Answer is not a whole lot. Once well, she leaves the house for the last time, I think it le- loses a little bit of its luster. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't really go into full depth of right, it's why hard. I want to defend yeah. this ending because I really liked where the, the end of this movie very went. Cool. Um, but I think that. Oh gosh, I don't, yeah, I really can't go into. I it like without it. It's all right, it's yeah, tough, yeah. I, and I don't want to spoil it for yeah, anybody because no, this, so this the, is a good one totally to, to go in yeah. totally blind. I'll, I'll just say, like, I like the ending and and the way that they end. I think that was probably, I think that was a, a pretty good way to end it. And part of me is like, hey, I would like to cut out a chunk right before the ending agree, and like yeah. get to it. But then I'm also like, well, sort of the the feeling. Uh, you know, you get before the ending that it gives you the the tonal shift. I feel like kind of is needed. Yeah. But then also it's like, oh, when when that sort of ending hits, it's they kind of. I mean, they they kind of wrote themselves into a corner. Like, because yeah, there that's are, how I feel. There are yeah. so many layers to this thing. There are so many like interesting ways they could have taken it that the ending is never going to be exactly uh, what see, you. I don't, I don't know I, if you would oh, go ahead. Megan. I I feel like the end of this movie, the last portion of this movie. I think feeds perfectly into, in my opinion, what the whole point and theme of this movie is. And like a lot of the fears that I have, again, with decision making and stuff, the way that one of the characters starts deciding to handle this situation feeds into that fear of like, yeah, I I mean, that's as much as, yeah, could, what would you choose to do? And what would those repercussions? There's, co- there's some similarities to uh, Triangle, a movie that I, I man and I really like down, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with, you know, if you've seen Triangle, that might be a little bit of a spoiler for some it's of the stuff not, that's going it's on. It's not really here. the same thing, but it's not really. Uh, but it, it hits in this those same kind of notes where you're just like, oh fuck, like you're stuck in this weird cycle. Like, how do you get yourself out? And I think yeah. the screenwriters, in some ways, almost got themselves stuck in a little bit of a cycle too. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did feel like how they how are they going to get out of this? I know, Dylan, you probably won't agree, but this is the kind of movie where I would have loved to have that what the fuck ending where we I go agree. we go into 2001 you know oh. sort of territory i think a movie like this would kind of earn something like that it definitely earned it i don't think it needs it and i think it's I know, smarter I, for not doing I, it but I, I, I agree I especially especially on like a low budget i yeah. it's similarities to like a 10 cleverfield lane where like an ending like that movie comes out and could work really well here uh but i i, I like what they did here i just don't love yeah, the ending yeah. um but god damn i love the rest of it yeah so let's talk about it. dylan why don't you go ahead and start us off yeah uh i guess Devin has uh pinpointed my new favorite like genre of movie which is dinner parties that go horribly wrong yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, like the invitation uh, this movie is unbelievably tense uh, and, and really really well paced uh, and it's like incredible that this thing was done on such a small budget here uh, to where the the improv nature of it the kind of guerrilla filmmaking adds to it so much mm-hmm. uh, that I can't see them doing it any other way uh, this is a really notable film like the the fact that they were able to do this with this kind of budget I think is just kind of goddamn incredible uh, and it's a really strong script with really great performances that is just like a fun fucking ride that is also scary so I can't ask for much more uh, in, a, in a horror movie uh, which I think this qualifies uh, as a different kind mm-hmm. uh, but this is uh, this is a strong gem for me I really like Clo- Coherence it's a cool ass movie I thought you were about to say Cloverfield I, I like that too <laughs> like this that could have too. though been a Cloverfield movie <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I want to get into all that. <laughs> Last time, like, yeah. Anyways, uh, Coherence is, uh, I'll go ahead and give my review, a, a really fun sort of sci-fi existential horror movie. Um, it is very much bare bones in all the best ways. It, it, it's one of those ones where... It, I, I mentioned this to Rachel. It sort of reminds me of that sort of early uh, filmmaking mentality where it was like, let's just have a room of, you mm-hmm. know, 10 people and they're just going to talk. And that's the whole movie. And there's a lot of excellent movies it's like, like a 12 that. angry men or something. Like exactly. That, yeah. yeah. And uh, that can be very compelling. And I think that this uh, is great proof that especially nowadays, you know, with the capabilities that we have of doing films on low budget, this is the kind of shit you should make. Absolutely. The, this like sort of uh, thought provoking, or at least like you know enough to where it's fun to sort of sit there and pick apart what's going on and, and try to theorize and you can come up with some cool ideas and uh, they come up with some good ideas. The ending not great in my opinion, but it's just a small blemish on what is otherwise a really really great movie. I'm I was really into this one. And I would love to see more like it. It's a strong gem for me. Rachel, what do you think? Um, yeah, just to touch on what you said about you know sort of that old style of. Uh, just people in a room and that that being the that's your whole movie and that's your whole movie i think that a focus on characters has really been lost in a lot of movies a lot of times it's like what sort of shtick are we gonna have like what sort of gore what sort of monster what sort of like you know wild crazy thing yeah it's this movie is one of those things where I can't imagine trying to market this movie. God, no, yeah. You know, it's like when you market a movie that's all about the interactions between people, it's like that's very difficult to do. I don't think they did market it. I've never heard I, of it. I mean, with, with, it's like, with $50,000, I mean, like, what are you going to do? Buy like a Facebook <laughs> ad for like your local area, you know, for like two hours? We, we, like, tried, we tried that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't help. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You yeah. know, like, and so... It reminds me, what, what I immediately think of is uh, the Alfred Hitchcock film Rope. Mm, yeah. Where yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, I love Rope. And so that's what it makes me think of where the entire thing is, I mean, it's not similar in in some other ways, but like sort of totally similar where you have all of your conflict is within one room and between, you know, some characters. And that's, and, and that's sort of what Manton was saying, that older style of, of filmmaking that you don't see so much where it's all about uh, interactions between characters. And so that is really refreshing and really nice. Um, I hate everything, but I actually didn't hate this. <laughs> I I actually liked this and we'll give it a gem. Well, there you go. A little gem. Megan, what do you think? My um, little gem. Oh, God. <laughs> I really, really liked this movie. I was in it the whole time it never lost my attention at all it It felt fast-paced um it has incredible attention to detail kind of the things where like i woke the night after i watched this i woke up in the middle of the night and was just kind of staring at the ceiling and i thought about a line that i had totally forgotten about that i thought was insignificant and i was like oh shit that means something like this whole other side (laughs) like there are very small things that get mentioned here and there that actually say a lot about what's going on. Um, I just loved that as you're watching this, it seems like it's becoming more and more complex that all these layers keep happening. But when you take a step back from it, it's a very simple concept and it says something very simple about just basic human instincts and fears. 
Uh, and I love that. It, it's one of those movies that feels like a short story. It's tight. Yeah. It's, it's clean. Really liked it. It's a gem. Nice. Tight and clean. Not, not like, like Dylan's, not like Dylan's butthole. Yeah. Man. Not even 30 close. years of wear and tear. Speaking of wear and tear, let's talk about mom and dad. I don't really understand Brad, that. Is it just because there's an and? Well, I was going to try and relate it to Nick Cage somehow. Okay. Well, actually, wear and tear fits there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So, well, why don't we have our number one Nicholas Cage <laughs> fan talk about mom and dad? Are you, you sure tell that's us a good idea? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can do it if you if you don't think you've got it in you. Two hours later. Two, uh, <laughs> that's a really good callback. SpongeBob ref. Okay. Well, in that case. No, uh, I'm doing it. Number one Nick Cage fan, me, will do Get it. Get out of my life. <laughs> All right. Get out of my basement. Um, okay go on (laughs) all right um so uh this movie mom and dad it's got nick cage in it that's the only thing i knew about it going into it i was like what are we watching and he's like it's got nick cage it's got nick cage and i was like sign me up i'm there um so this movie is uh is about rich we just watched it you can do this i I mean it's Okay. The whole prim- the whole premise of it, I was like, is it spoiling it to just say no, the whole no, okay. no, no, you can say it. The, the premise is basically, uh, for some reason, m- parents have gone crazy and want to kill their kids. Um, that's called parenting. That's called parenting. <laughs> I hear. We we would know. I yeah. mean, we're we're for for baby parents. Yeah. I have never wanted to kill my child. That's true. Even I want. I actually want my cat to eat my face. Like I, I will it to her when I die. Yeah, but you, Rachel, you haven't come home to Audrey uh, having barfed up a bunch of grass that she ate earlier in the day <laughs> all over the couch. So uh, I was there when she she literally pooped on me. <laughs> oh yeah, she did was, while you were I was, eating. I was eating a sandwich on the couch. She was sitting oh, on the gross. back of the couch and she just started taking oh, a shit. And it started falling on Rachel. So you do understand what it's like to want to kill your yes, children? Absolutely. No, okay. and even at, even with that, <laughs> no, know? she was mad. I was mad, but I didn't want to kill her. Anyway, anyway, uh, that's the premise of the movie. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, uh, it's starring Nick Cage and so other people. Other it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so this is brought to us by the director of uh, Crank and Crank High Voltage. I've never seen. Both fucking insane yep. movies. They're, absolutely. they're real fun. Uh, uh, real problematic, but real fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Gamer as well, which actually never was, was Gamer, kind, of, kind of fun. The um, start of this movie is... Yeah, talk about talk about the intro because you so were you were was, really into it. I was fucking into the intro. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The intro is has this very uh, early seventies, late sixties feel to it with both the text, uh, well, with the text, the mu- the music, and just the way that the title sequences are put in. It's like this very like retro feel. It's really cool. They really um, don't do anything else with that, but they don't that. do anything no, else with it, all. which is strange. But the whole movie uses a lot of interesting, um, interesting choices in music, cinematography. So this cuts. is your your first exposure to this director, right? This is my first exposure. That's, to that's this his director. thing. Like, yeah, he he does. It, it's like Edgar Wright, but really edgy. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I would really hate it a lot of the time. Like if I well, saw it more than just the thing us. is, like he usually he picks the right movies to do it. Uh, like I'll give yeah. him that. Like Crank Two and Crank, like. They have to be that way because Jason Statham's heart won't, uh, you know, work unless uh, he's going like at his full maximum yeah, adrenaline. The, the, like, the, pr- the premise of the movie is he will die if he's not at 100 percent. It's mm. ludicrous, but it fits. And the premise here is honestly kind of ludicrous. What's it, weird it to me, though, yes. is that it actually takes it semi-seriously uh, yeah. in a way that semi. kind of pays off in some ways. 
Well, uh, it's, it would have. They open. Well, so go ahead. In some of the, the first bits of the movie, I, I saw this like aggressive editing and I was like, okay, normally I would hate this, but I cannot wait to see this in conjunction with Nicolas right. Cage. So but there's he, a good choice. He is the perfect casting choice always, but especially <laughs> in this film. Yeah, well, it, yeah, that's the thing is that like he's really not always the per- this is this is what we talked about on the Nicolas right. Cage episode. He's terrible. He's so miscast so much yeah. constantly. This is the kind of Nick Cage that we would love to see more of. Yep. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about the actual yeah. film itself. The, the, First of all, it was filmed in yeah. Louisville, Kentucky, which, which was really well, weird. We only realized once we saw somebody drinking yeah. out of a Heine Brothers gift or uh, yeah. a cup, like yeah. Heine Brothers is our local coffee, one of our local coffee yeah. shops. Uh, and we were like, what, 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 the, what the fuck? Like, why, why are they drinking Heine Bros? Yeah. That's weird. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, this. they were talking about this in local news. They were like, oh, Nicolas Cage is shooting a new film. And I was like, how did I Mama not Dad? know this? I and was I, so close to him. I, rem- I didn't even know. <laughs> I remember them in, in the video saying like, but it's not for kids. And I just thought that was. Well, yeah, it's a Nick Cage movie. Nick Cage is, is not for not. kids. No. In his pure, unadulterated cageness, like, yeah. which is some of what we get here. He's uncaged. Yeah. The, <laughs> nice. Uh, but we, we start off with... Uh, almost like a kind of like the crazy style like uh there's there's something going wrong with people who want to kill other people uh and it's done with specifically like the parents want to target only their kids like they're not trying to kill anybody else they're trying to kill their own kids uh the way that they execute on this is with some pretty cool stuff early on where we see like large-scale uh parents trying to pick up their students but like to murder them uh or like people looking in on their newborn infants from the glass like there's there's oh, a lot God. of really cool shots of well, that it's really, that, it's, that are, they're pretty unsettling actually it's interesting because like at the start of it um i mean i guess you could probably guess what it's about but and i didn't like i said i didn't know anything about this movie going into it so I wasn't really sure what was going on. It was just like, you know, people are calling to pick up their kids from school. And then he's like, OK. And so then, you know, all the kids are outside and all the parents are there at the gate. Like, I'm like, come on, come on. Like, we got to go. Let's go. Let's go, honey. Like trying to like aggressively pick up their kids. And I'm like, this is just like watching. This is this is like when I have to drive past an elementary school and all the <laughs> all the parents are there trying to pick up their kids. And like, <laughs> they don't understand usual. the concept of a line. I was like, this is just crazy parents. Yeah. And I, I get it. And I was like. So I was like, so what's what's the deal? And like the, the when you first realize what's going on, at least for me, is, you know, the, the the teachers are trying to hold these kids back, like, stop, you know, like you can't go. And we're not told why no one's telling anyone what's going on. And this parent, this, you know, this mom's like, come on, you know, whatever his little name Billy. is. Little Billy. Little Billy. That's not his name, but we'll say it. That's, that's what you say every I kid's know. name yeah. is. That's he's just like, what you do. come on, Billy. Let's, you know, come on. Let's go. And he's, he's like, oh. and eventually he breaks away from these teachers holding them back, which is something I would do. Like, if my mom was, like, desperately calling for me, of course, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to, like, stop holding him back. I'm going to go to my mom or whatever. So he climbs over the gate to go see his mom. And first thing he has, she takes her key, like. You know how they always tell you, I don't know if guys Hold know this, keys, but, but yeah. like ladies sure, know ladies know <laughs> that your car keys can like serve as a set of like fucking Wolverine claws, you know, stick <laughs> them, Snicked somebody, yeah, yeah. stick them in between your fingers. You can fucking do some work. And she she Wolverines with her keys, <laughs> yeah. her own kid. And you're like, what the fuck? And that's when you're like, okay, that's what this movie's about. This escalation uh, scene is really good. It's yeah. 28 days later, but the zombies but, only uh, want to yep. kill their children. They're, no, just their children. Zombies and, and dad zombies. Dad beasts. And they're not, zombies and dad beasts. And what I really <laughs> like yeah. is that they're not mindless. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. they're still yeah. like charismatic and they're, you know, they're acting totally normal. 
towards everyone except for their children. Uh, yeah, there's, there's there's funny moments like even at the end of the movie where uh, the the mom she's kind of she's going around back of the house to do something very bad but she sees a neighbor waves at her and just goes about her business (laughs) or like you know she and Nick Cage are like hunting on their kids and they're like sitting next to each other and they're like you know I love you like it's like oh oh hey what we wrap this here I was like oh I forgot your parents were coming over for dinner you know just like having normal like family conversations (laughs) and here like their kids are like you know running away for their lives and it's it's very funny I, I feel like the way that we're explaining this you could easily think of like something very different than what this actually is because again this is from that director and so the tone is crazy like it's strange it's, it's very funny. it's like it's a, a very 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 dark comedy yes but it, the, even the opening really isn't like for the most part the the beginning of this movie like they do a kind of crazies or 28 days later thing where yeah. it is it feels kind of apocalyptic and it actually works for me like yeah uh, the the whole scene where the parents are let loose on their kids basically is very like shot by the dude who did crank like it's intense <laughs> it's crazy and everything but it's yeah. also like kind of fucking horrifying to like yeah to just yeah. conceptually it's very scary it, the moment you start to think about what's happening it is a, li- a little like you're like oh this is fucked up it, it actually works <laughs> uh, the, where i thought it wouldn't another thing i really like is that it this isn't like brown the film like so many like post-apocalyptic movies are or like zombie movies or like this is a really like bright like you know colorful film uh, like it feels very much, especially like, you know, you get like a little flashbacks and things like that. And it's like, it, it feels like, you know, like this is a family movie. And I don't know that I ever got that. From I it. would, I, you know, it's just, it, it felt, um, it's, it's, it's brighter it, and color, more colorful. Like it, it is it felt like after school special sort of, like, I don't know, I think I would call it that either. I don't, it's, I don't it's know, very, it felt like normal family drama. Movie. Again, it's, it's very much like this director. Like he does colorful bat shit shit. And yeah. like, and this one actually felt weirdly more muted to me than his other stuff has uh it doesn't do anything very interesting stylistically other than the camera edits i think uh, well yeah and, and that's just you know that's kind of his thing and i uh something that i did though rachel uh mentioned something that i liked is the music was all really great lots of great yeah. like licensed music choices we have, yeah a lot, a lot of just fun stuff and then the uh the actual like score that they made for the movie is kind of cool yeah. it, it reminds me of the the newest doom video yeah. game it's mm-hmm. like these weird like <laughs> like <laughs> and it's really metal. it's really dissonant yeah. and weird um but they it actually it so kind of works yeah that it's like and it they does. cut it in between other things that it 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 ratchets up the tension most times that they're using it or the insanity as the case may be one so thing, oh go ahead i was gonna say it's really interesting at the beginning of the movie we were talking about like you know sort of they're having these like family dynamics and like these this family like ribbing on each other almost it felt like it could be like a dark episode of like modern family you know that show where they're like all kind of like ribbing on each other and like it's like Oh, the dad and the mom's the mom's trying to be cool and use hip lingo. You do have to suspend your disbelief that Nick Cage is married to Selma Blair, though. There's that part. <laughs> I mean, that I goes mean, for any Nick Cage movie. He's he always looks married le- to somebody he, 20 years ago. Yeah, later. we talked about that yeah. a lot that one time um, on the last Nick Cage episode, but uh, he also looks less, less like paint. a corpse yeah. than he yeah, did he in Wicker Man. Yeah, well, he right. He's not yeah, terrible. They did something terrible to him there. But, <laughs> they uh, revived him from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because, you know, you're having sort of this normal family interaction and then there'll be just like little snippets of like, you know, I don't I don't remember exactly what happens, but uh, like the kid does something to like annoy like you know nick cage and like the look that he gives him is like it looks like he is he literally wants to kill him you know Mm -hmm. and this is before you know this whole thing well at least for me before you know this whole thing here like this like insufferable child 
you know, and the parents is like, oh my God, you know, sort of thing. And it's, it's funny because, you know, you're having these sort of interactions and then it'll have that real quick tonal shift and then go back to the other thing. And I like that. Yeah. Uh, one of the moments that I think Rachel's talking about is uh, there's a great scene at very, very early on in the movie where he Nick is going into like I guess tickle his son. Oh my god! Yes. But but they start using this like horrendously uh, you know, scary music, yeah. and he goes in and you hear this like Dar, like his his hands making these little claw sounds like it's like a he's great, going into like tickle his son, yeah. and it's, yeah. it sounds like the he sounds like the, he's it sounds like him, the, yeah. the music yeah. that you would see from like a slasher. Psycho. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it's yeah. it's very similar. to it's that. It's really really clever. I also thought this movie did a really good job with just creating very creepy images of just early on in the movie before I knew what was happening there were a group of kids one of the main characters was uh taking his SAT and all the parents they're all yeah the the woman that's like running the SATs like looks over at the door and there's just this this group of parents just standing right at the door just motionless, just staring in. She was like, what is the rush? Why is everyone just <laughs> like, like they were all like so eager to pick up their kids. Me. But just the image of the parents standing there at the door, just like they weren't bashing at the door. They weren't like trying to just get in. They were just there, yeah. waiting, just staring at them dead it, face. I, that is so creepy to yeah. me. To me, yeah. that was that was like very funny. Like that was one it, of yeah. my, well, my it, favorites. It managed uh, to be both for me. It was, yeah. also, yeah. it was a, funny too. A scene involving a newborn baby. Yes. Like You can probably extrapolate <laughs> some of what's happening there too. God. This scene is like, it, it is funny. Like I was laughing through it, but I was also like, fuck, this is fucked up. Like it this is, is really it is scary. Up, yeah. uh, and and the, those are the parts early in the movie that I think are actually really well done to the yeah. point where I was thinking like, yeah. this guy should direct a Purge movie. Like, oh, absolutely. He, he feels like a good pick. I mean, for, you like, don't need to be a genius to make a Purge movie. Not at all, but like for kind of taking seriously only the parts that need to be taken seriously Uh, i think you'd be really good at that that said there is a giant shift in this movie for when we actually get to the the cajuning uh of this when (laughs) we we finally get like you know the the going back home basically to their mom and dad uh nick cage and selma blair this really feels like two different movies like it does and i i i think that i i have two problems with it one is that i think that it takes us too long long. to get to i like all the shit before it but it takes way too long to get to nick cage yeah because you because you know that it's coming and it's not just us like being nick cage super fans and like you know wanting to see him let loose like the movie itself is foreshadowing this you know this is coming and and like the the other problem that I have with it is I think that I like the the stuff that happens later more than I like the stuff that happens in the beginning. See, I'm actually liked, the opposite. I really. like I loved the chaos of this is how I I liked that it was separated into two pieces. I loved seeing the chaos of this is what is happening in the world. This is how everyone mm-hmm. is affected by it, and then here is how our main characters are going to deal with it. Maybe this is how. Um, <laughs> how it feels to be an adult but it's it's weird because while i was watching this some of my favorite parts were actually like some of the flashbacks and like some of the scenes where nick is taught uh nick and selma i'm just gonna use those names mom and dad are talking to each other and they're just kind of like venting there's their a, frustrations yeah, the of scene like in the basement's really being cool. older like and being scene. parents like there's a scene where uh nick has built like a pool table yeah and she's like <laughs> criticizing him she's like dude this is a lot of money to spend on a stupid man cave and he's and like he's, and he's a tra- fucking man cave and he's like we'll do the hokey pokey and just start it, like, it is classic you wonder nick if he's, he's, he's got a sledgehammer and he's just fucking breaking the shit out of this pool table. the whole house and then he just you know breaks down and she's and he's like, do you, do you get what I'm feeling? She's like, yeah, of course. Like, we're just old and this sucks. And I'm like, man, I Dude, relate to this. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. You guys, we're 30 many, now. 
How many pool tables do you think they went through? How many times know, do you think they shot that I would, I would I watch an entire one. movie of just really? Nick Cage going ape shit on a pool do you, table. Do you really <laughs> think that Nick Cage like ever messes up going ape shit? <laughs> I don't know. No, He's of course in, not. In Vampire's Kiss, he ate like what? how many cockroaches? <laughs> Several. Yeah, he learned his lesson after that. He's like, I'm going to do one take we only. We only need there's, one pool table. There's I'll eat this pool table if you want me to. <laughs> there's a scene where he's like sitting up against this door that he's the, that his kids are like hiding behind. And Joshy! Like, oh, and he's like, the way that he's like calling their names and like in this mix of like of, crying, of and crying, crying and crying and yelling anger and, and anger and just it's like the gamut of emotions only Nick Cage is capable yeah, of bringing it's like out. It, it, and I, I was like, I identify with him at this one where you're just like so angry, <laughs> but you're also just so upset and so tired and so frustrated and you don't know what's going oh, on. He's, he's bananas. He's like I, such... they, he is given leave to in this movie just run around chasing his son barking like a dog. It is absolutely um, nuts. He's and, the perfect choice. Yeah. Uh, Selma Blair is really great yeah. too. Yeah. I was surprised. I, I I always love Selma Blair in anything she's in. She's a delight. I just didn't. I didn't expect this out of her. Like the going nutsoid like portion. I think she, she sells really well. She, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's great. I think she works really well with the dark comedy. And I think yeah. she was a, a, another great choice with the casting for this. But back to Nick Cage's performance. He Man makes of the hour. so many bizarre acting choices oh, that man. just work yeah <laughs> i the don't know can. why the beer can jesus fucking christ oh god yeah we, we had to rewind this one because it is so <laughs> slight and so small that like just a touch that there, only there, there's, nick a, cage there's a scene do. where nick cage is talking about his past sex life and to his son <laughs> and, he, an sorry, and he, he just drinking he, a beer he licks his beer can a couple little licks at like and you might not it's even notice it so tiny and it's like and it's not as if he's like trying to mime anything it's like <laughs> he just, just like finished a sentence and he just and then it just like turns around to his son and keeps talking and you're like what, what the fuck is, you're like oh, this is a horny weirdo we, well, we were watching this scene and I guess I just had looked away for that second, second or was yeah. looking at the sun but at one point everyone just bursts out laughing and I was like what what happened and so of course they yeah, rewound we had it for to go me back. and it was it's worth unreal, it yeah. there's it was so, so worth many it. things that are clearly just Nick Cage is the one who did it. The his, you know, his expressions, his mannerisms, the way he you delivers the some of these lines. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. You, know? you just, you just let him do it. Yeah. Let him do his thing. And it, and it frustrates me that we see so many movies where he's he's the straight man. He's just on a leash. Like the there's fucking, so uh, many fucking movies. What where was he's, that? My soul, not my soul. Yeah, take. that was uh, it. No, 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 no. It was a uh, pay, pay, pay the ghost. Oh. That movie fucking sucked uh, because he was supposed to be like just average dad. But that's the role he he always ends up it's, fucking being. You know, it's garbage. You guys though, you know what average dad role I really liked him in? Family Man. I've never seen With Ty Leone, it's very charming. I mean, he can do it. Like he's he's capable of it. But like, just as an if aside, you're, if you're gonna cast like average dad, why the fuck would you cast yeah. Nick Cage? Like, yeah. get get him to do this. His strengths shit. are insanity. Well, there's also Mandy coming out, which I guess he's. Playing like a, a serial killer. I don't or know something. anything about that movie, but oh, I'm excited because it's got him that. in it. Yeah, I think, he, I think cool. it's him being crazy again. I think so. the nice. best way to utilize Nick Cage is if you have an idea. If you, it, I, I imagine if I was someone hiring Nick Cage, you know, if I was a scriptwriter or a director or whatever, I'd say, here is the character as a whole. Here are some of the lines that you need. Here are the lines you need to hit. <laughs> This is the tone we're going for, and then just Turn let him loose. have it. Yeah, because like it's, the beast. it's very clear that so many of these things are just what Nick Cage chose to do, yep. and they Nick are Cage what does makes what Nick it Cage right. wants. I'm sorry, uh, was there a script? I didn't get it yet. <laughs> That's fine, Nick. <laughs> oh just God, do your thing. Um, yeah, 
And, and I, 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 got, I throw a little bit of shade here, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, this movie is not perfect. Like no. it is is buoyed a lot by Nick Cage. And my big issue with it is that it just doesn't have enough of him. I don't even know. I don't even know if honestly if this movie is good or not. I, I don't either. Because I, I enjoyed I, it. Yeah. But see, the, the parts that I enjoyed are the parts I did not expect to enjoy. I like the whole like this is the worldwide what's occurring. Like this is the big hmm. society wide stuff. I think this director does a pretty good job with it. Uh, the, the tension that he builds up is very yeah. real, very, very yeah. palpable. Uh, and then, you know, once we're turning loose in the house, yeah, you get to see Nick Cage run around and shit. But like at that point, I didn't care about that as much, which is strange because uh, I came into this expecting just a Nick Cage. Yeah, I, I think that there are some thing. problems with the way that it's kind of structured. I think that like, you know, he does start kind of going crazy, but then he's kind of out of commission mm-hmm. for a bit. And then, you know, it, at that point, we that we then go back to some of the flashback stuff and it's a little straightforward. It, it's, the flashbacks it's are kind of all over very the place. weird places. Um, I oddly kind of liked the flashbacks. No, I, I, I liked them. I think I think it's a structural problem. I think it's like where they are because there's there was multiple times, I think, where we were like, is this a flashback? I don't yeah. know. My favorite flashback was when they when he licked had, the beer can. No, when they were having the conversation about the gun, and she was, oh. she was like, "You keep a gun in the house," and then it immediately flashes back to, to their, their son, son is just like son finding the gun and playing just with the playing gun. With it. It's it's it was very uh, funny. It was very well timed. I liked it. Yeah. I think there's a lot. I think the comedic timing in this is yeah. really really good, and it's achieved both with the cuts. Um, and music choices, it's, I think that that's really good. I think I could get tired of that shtick, but since this was the first time that I saw, you know, whatever. Is there much else to say about this? There really well, isn't. I, would, no. I, I would like to add, I'm not going to add any spoilers, but in the final act, <laughs> it, start, God, I, it, it almost gets to a point where it's like, okay, I've seen what I'm going to see, but then they bring in a, a refresher, really good, really that, really good gets refresher you yeah. get, that gets you right back to like, it, you sit up and you're like, oh yes, and then it but gives I you like another round of chaos. Of I do too, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was very, it, was, it, was it a came great in at just the right because time. Because they, it's something that they mention in passing. I totally forgot about and it. You yeah, totally forgot about it, and so they, and the characters forget about it, and then out of nowhere, like they stop what they're doing, they're like, Oh fuck! We all were and like, "Oh shit!" We were like, "Oh, that's right!" <laughs> and you, you immediately you know what that means, yeah. yeah. Because they did, they did a good job of setting up, up yeah. this story, and you you instantly know what it means that these new characters yeah. are about to show up. It was and a I wish great we had more with those act. characters. I did too. Oh, but yeah. what they had was it, what they have is pretty fucking great. The ending I, I is a fat whiff, though. Uh, you like, think so? Yeah, I really don't like that. It just ends kind of almost mid sentence, almost mid crisis, and you don't get any resolution out of this. No, I didn't need a resolution. I don't either. I don't need a resolution but I need a little bit more than what they yeah, gave. That's fair. I'm not sure how I feel about it. it I did think literally <laughs> end mid sentence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not like you, not like you couldn't. It, not, it mid Nick Cage sentence, which isn't a sentence by any other metric. So. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, you know what li- literally the last part I, of the sentence is. Yeah. You get it. And and it's like it's like a clever like oh this is a play yeah. you know like you get but it's uh, it, it, it's gonna be a polarizing yeah. ending. I I will say at the end I made an assumption of where that in the middle of that sentence i was i felt very like yeah oh i know i know what they're doing i, I yeah. felt i made an assumption and i felt good about it yeah yep all right so let's make some assumptions about our, our reviews uh i don't know what that means so dylan wait <laughs> yeah. no you can't go first you megan why don't you go first with your review um yeah i don't know i feel odd saying that this is a good movie because it it might not it's, be. It's oddly it one of those situations be. where I'm like, is this good? I don't know. But I was enjoying Face myself value, through it. Yeah. It's like, it's as if the happening didn't take itself so seriously. God, that's so good. That. You're right. That's <laughs> it. Um, it has like that great concept that the happening has, but it it doesn't take itself as seriously. And it's 
it's it's a fun romp it parts of it reminded me of murder party where it's just mm. like just people are losing their fucking mind and shit's going crazy um i don't know i don't know if it's good but i had a really fun time with it so i'm gonna give it a gem all right rachel what do you think so uh yeah same thing i don't know if this is a good movie but i enjoyed it uh, and I hate everything. You guys know I <laughs> wait would. a second. This I think this is a fraud because you liked the last movie too. You're a fraud. I know. Boo. And you guys know I she hates really everything except these two. Except movies. the things that she likes. No. <laughs> you guys know what I hate more than anything is horror comedies. You know I. Hate, yeah, we just talked about that. God, I, I love them. I hate horror comedies. <laughs> it's and, not your thing. And <laughs> I had a good time with this. And maybe that's due to the fact that it's that Nick Cage is in it. it and Nick Cage is, is everything. But this is the way that you utilize Nick Cage. And I have seen him miscast so many times that seeing him playing the part that is playing a part that, that is God is, made him to play. <laughs> it, it, it felt like this part was like written for Nick Cage. It might yeah, have been. And it might have been, you know. Uh, so if you like Nick Cage, that if you Which like Nick Cage. And if you then, don't, what the good hell? Good job. Uh, you're a human. Uh, if you like Nick Cage, and uh, if you're if you're not gonna be like a, an over analytical asshole that's gonna be like pretentious <laughs> about a movie, if you if you want to oh, watch no, a movie me. at face value and enjoy it, this is a gem. Also, a quick side note: it's got great gore. It does. It. It yeah. does. Uh, yeah, it does. It does have it does. its moments. There were a lot of times I had to look away Megan a couple times. And I were like, yeah. hands in our wait in our a second. Faces. So you looked away, so you didn't see that every time there was supposed to be gore, that just like cut to like confetti Butterflies. coming out of them. Yeah. And stuff? yeah. So it actually. I retract my comment. Yeah. <laughs> Classic crank. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and give my review. Great. So well, you guys should for... listen to my analysis. Uh. <laughs> I don't know you what can't I, even keep that character. I don't know what I, I don't yeah. know what this is. So, uh, my real review is yeah, this this was a a pretty fun movie. Although I, I I kind of had a, a lot of hype for this. Um, I, I had heard a lot of hype, even in our own Discord. Not that people were saying that it was amazing, but a lot of people were saying like it's a lot of fun, blah blah. blah. And it is. I, I it's kind of tough though because I I do kind of wonder is this good or not. And yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that while watching it. Um, so the the face value thing does help me give my review, which is that it it might not be good, but um, it is it is a fun watch, and uh, it is super super dark humor. You know, if that's not your thing, then definitely don't watch it. But um, it 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 just it does this insane premise a, a good amount of justice, and to see Nick Cage again finally come back and do what he's meant to do. And, uh, and he he is very very enjoyable in this, and honestly, so is everybody else. Yeah. I think everyone puts in a good performance, and um, for for what it is, uh, it's fun. So I'm gonna give it a light gem. Yeah, uh, this movie's not like the extreme highs of like Crank Two, where you're just like, what the fuck is actually happening? Yeah, uh, it's more reined in, but I, I'm I'm still glad to see this director doing his thing. Yeah, uh, because he's one of the few people to execute on it well, and this is a more subdued version of that to the point where I actually really like a lot of the subdued stuff uh, better in this than I yeah, thought I would. Some of, some of the little conversations are nice. The 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 kind of world building here is very yeah. cool. Like he he does a good job with that. 
Um, and I just don't, I don't think I get enough of the Nick Cage insanity that I wanted out of this, but that, that we do get is really respectful of our national treasure, Nick Cage, uh, you know, <laughs> using him to the best of his ability. So if you want to see him flip the fuck out and lick beer cans and just <laughs> yell fucking nonsense, uh, you're going to get that. Uh, it is, I don't think a good movie, but I think it's fun. So, uh, fuck it. It's, it's a light gem, maybe even a gem. I'm going to give it a gem. Fuck it. All right. There we go. We got, uh, four gems all around. So all in all, this has been a, a pretty good birthday yeah. I, was, yeah. I was wholly expecting blutster to hit me with something for revenge for <laughs> what i've done to him and he didn't well see the thing that brandon did that was so he just smart up dads is he just let the internet he let someone else to pick the movie good for job blutster <laughs> poor blutster fuck every he's so blutster is now so uh gun shy and so scared of giving you any movies at all rightfully so or any, giving anyone any movies anymore he, he because is. he tried he he did genuinely like he gave Devin a good suggestion he, he with a live yeah he meant well but god that was literally the worst, the worst thing we've ever watched hands down the worst movie we've ever seen uh anyways enough about that but I this think was, you're, you're picked student this, bodies yes actually uh, alive, alive, alive Rachel alive is the only movie that we've ever all of us all of us agreed we, 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 we can't watch yeah. it um, and I think I think when I started it, you were asleep. I I, I was like, which I, is how I felt like I wanted to be through that movie. But anyway, hey, you redeemed yourself a little bit, Blooster, and I love you, buddy. And hope yeah, you come back yeah, from St. Yeah. Louis. Hopefully, one day uh, you'll you'll come back from St. Louis, and maybe one day you'll actually be willing to pick another movie. <laughs> You're gonna have to do it for my birthday and Devin's birthday. So. If you don't come back, then I have to take your spot on the cast, and then it's gonna turn into the Nick Cage podcast. It's, it's gonna somehow <laughs> bring Nick Cage back. So. Dylan, we have a special birthday game for you, don't oh, we? Guys, you shouldn't have. Thank you. All right, so I figure since you're turning 30, uh, and it seems like, you know, the theme this week uh, was was about parenthood. It actually kind of was. Kind of yeah. was. Um, yeah, yeah. I figure that we're going to do... Or at least adulthood. Adulthood. We're going to do that a BuzzFeed quiz yeah. to go ahead and prepare you for this. Okay, uh, yeah. I need all the help I can get. Exactly how many kids you're gonna have? Oh no, sixty-nine. Oh dear. Yeah. So first, um, some of these are images. I'll describe them. This affects you too, Megan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You guys can (laughs) no pressure collaborate here. Uh, Which image best speaks to your soul? Um, They're all sort of abstract ones um, Mm. that remind me of my time working at uh, one of those wine and painting places. Which one is most phallic? Yeah, Um, pick the one that looks like a pee pee or a wee wee. uh, There's one that's like looks like mosaic tile. One that's like sort of swirly. Uh, One like. The, the 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 penis one. Uh, there's no penises. It's the really, vagina one. It, you know mm, which which um, one of these? I'm I'm having trouble seeing some of these, but one I'm, of them looks like kind of like a splotch of blood. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that one. Just pick at random. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. no one can even see these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, oh, oh I'm so God. sorry. I'm so sorry. Great podcasting. Yeah, we're uh, looking at pictures uh, while you smack the microphone. Are the rest of these Great. pictures too? No. <laughs> so the one that they picked uh, looks like uh, sort of like a mix of a shit stain. That's good. Uh, My kid's gonna look like that too. Yeah. Which of these places would be best to go on vacation? So okay. we have uh, a tropical island. Okay. We have uh, like snowboarding, skiing. Uh, we have some people on a safari with like some water buffalo or something. Love uh, it. Gotta have water buffalo on my have, vacation. Uh, this looks like Washington, D.C. Uh, we have Las Vegas. Are there water Vegas. buffalo there? There's no water. Well, Vegas? All right. Fuck, know. Vegas is We've awful. got Vegas and then we have a gondola. Uh, so I'm going to say Italy. So we've got island, snow, safari. We're going to Italy. Washington, There's pizza. DC, there is Las pizza Vegas, there, but, pizza or, prize, but babe, Italy. I'm going to leave this up to you. Uh, where, where do you want to go on vacation? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, island, uh, island, <laughs> snow, uh, just, safari, just, Washington, D.C., Las Vegas, Italy. The Washington, Italy D.C. Italy for the pizza prize. I'll go with that. But Washington, D.C. does have that monument that looks like a ding ding. So uh, ding, 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 ding. So That's which the one's going to be? Pizza. Pizza. pizza? pizza. Okay. All right. Here we go. 
Uh, speaking of pizza, what's your favorite type of food? Is it Mexican, Japanese, American, Italian, Chinese, or Seoul? Uh, Seoul Ooh. food. Is that like Korea? Or what the... is that? Uh, there's a picture of fried chicken. Um, oh, it's like feel-good food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fried I'm going chicken with that. and collards. Yeah. We're going to go with that. that. Okay. But that was that was a funny joke about soul. Yeah, did you get that one? Yeah, I Here did. Here we get go. That. Nice. Uh, how old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. still haven't. So and that's an offer right there. I'm still a virgin. Thirty right. question mark. We're gonna go with that. Okay. Uh, what is your ideal date? The movies? A surprise date? A carnival? What the or fuck fan? is a surprise is a, date? That's a kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> Anything outdoors? A night out on the town or an extravagant romantic dinner? Outdoors, uh, well, I'm we poor as shit, so it's not the extravagant one. It's a kidnapping. It's kidnapping. We're going with kidnapping. We're going with kidnapping. <laughs> Babe, I got you a surprise got for you no outside. Children. There's an idling van. I'm gonna need you to get into. You got, you got you no got, children. You got None? no children. Your life will be completely Is it because of the full? kidnapping thing? Did Probably. they say that I couldn't because of that? Your life will be completely Oh, no, it's the virgin thing. It. It's the virgin <laughs> thing. It's because you oh, were shit. killed well, by that's, a spider. That's, that's, that's the only question that mattered. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The rest were just... The rest what's, were just what, what's, what's the description? Uh, the description is, your life will be completely full without any children at all. You will find love and joy through your passions in life, and it will bring peace to your heart. And also, you won't try and murder... Uh, it says that on there? You won't she's, try and murder your children. Uh, you can be one of the nice people who tries it. Oh, this was right. a, he put a very clammy hand on my shoulder when you, you like were reading this. Mm. It's been a romantic moment. This is my kidnapping wow. hand. That's the kidnapping hand. <laughs> surprise, the surprise date. What the fuck is the surprise date? <laughs> I, no, okay. Probably, no, I it's think it's like I've got a surprise. Like, yeah, we're going on a date. My cousin, her and her husband, always surprise each other with vacations and stuff. It's very romantic. We don't know anything. I'm not about trying that. to get jump scared <laughs> to go on a date. <laughs> you just like this is the you, girl from the range just goes. Bah! You, you, wake, you wake I, up in a car and you're like, like we're think, on a date. Yeah, I like to think this it's must like, be a date. You know, like uh, Megan's like walking home from like I don't know. Maybe she's going up to the farmers market and she's like walking home and. You and like you and the spooky boys are in a van and like pull up next to it, Ski slide the door on. open, just grab her and just like are like go. And You're on a date. Like, You're and then like date. then like quick cut and we're all you know we're all just sitting around having a nice dinner and everyone's having a great time. This is yeah. great. Why the fuck did you kidnap me? Surprise! It's a date. Like you know. So there you go. Only Surprise! The best for my girl. Uh, that was an episode. Um, <laughs> thank you guys uh, for listening. We hope you enjoyed our uh, stupid bullshit. If you did. You should go online and uh, like and subscribe. Uh, horrible podcast. And uh, yeah, stay spooky. <laughs> Surprise date. <laughs>